This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us again. I, once again, I'm glad that you are here. So glad to be here with you as we continue to discuss how to create a just society in a way where everyone is heard and people are actually brought together as friends in the process. And we see the end of riots, violent protests, destruction, and actually see people coming together to create justice right where they are. Uh, and we're going to we're doing that now through this current ep, uh, series on Mary as the model of justice. In our last episode, we looked at the wedding feast where Jesus turns water into wine and showed how Mary was a model of justice in that. And now in our second episode in this series, we're looking at Mary as the model of justice in her uh, act of standing at the cross. The background that we uh, have here is Jesus is in the process of being crucified, uh, a very torturous way that the Romans uh, carried out the death penalty by nailing people to a cross, but Jesus endured a, a particularly violent crucifixion through flogging, uh, being nailed to the cross, not just with ropes around his arms, but it, uh, actually nails driven through his feet and hands, and a very violent thing. But don't forget, Mary endured this as well, not just Jesus, and uh, the disciples and a few of Jesus' friends uh, in, suffered with him through this uh, event. And so in John 19, we're going to see how Mary was a model of justice in this passage. In John 19, verse 25, it says, so the soldiers did this, that is, they part, they gambled in order to get a hold of Jesus' garments and hope to make some money off them because Jesus actually had a unique garment on that he was wearing. It says, so the soldiers did this in John 19, 25, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing near, he said to the, his mother, woman, behold your son. And he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his home. But notice, and do not miss this, this is an earth-shattering statement. I know in 21st century Western culture, this can get lost on us, but do not miss this. It says, but standing at the cross of Jesus were his mother. His mother, sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene, Mary... Uh, performed a radical, radical act of justice 
by standing there at the cross as Jesus hung on the cross. This was an empire-shattering act, that, and it was radical. Because here Mary is a peasant woman who is saying no to the empire, to the mighty Roman empire who covered the known world at that time, who had its tentacles down into Africa, all over Europe, parts of Asia, the mighty Roman empire. And here stands this peasant woman at Jesus cross saying, no, I will not enter into agreement with the mighty Roman empire. How dare she? How dare this peasant woman tell the empire, no, I will not agree to this. But she did it. And notice she did not burn down buildings. She didn't yell or destroy anything. She didn't hold up signs. She simply stood where she was not supposed to stand. And as a woman who was seen as subhuman during the Roman time, she protested the empire's unjust actions against her son. There are saints who have spoken to this. I believe Arrhenius actually wrote about it. The, 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 the absolute radical nature of what Mary did that day, standing at the foot of the cross. There were two things Mary was doing. She was standing in solidarity and she was standing against the empire. There's a few observations I've got here on this. And the first observation is that Mary stood. No, she didn't sit at the foot of the cross. She was not passive. She passive. She did not sit passively at the foot of the cross. She stood. And that must've been hard Think about times that you've had endured pain and suffering in your life. And all you wanted to do during that pain and suffering was lay around, lay on your couch and eat potato chips, watch movies, drink, whatever. You either want to sit at a bar or lay on your couch or lay in your bed and sleep during times of pain and suffering. But during this time of great pain and suffering, did Mary lay in bed? No. Did she lay, was she in the position of laying on her couch crying? No. Was she sitting in a bar boohooing? No. She was standing up, standing at the cross in protest of the Roman Empire. She stood, she took action. And if we're going to follow Mary's example of justice, we should stand and speak no to the oppressors and refuse to move. So she stood. The second thing we notice about Mary is she did not move. She remained strong. She was not a pushover. You know, as I said in the last episode, in a lot of our icons, we see Mary as sort of a pushover. Uh, or always sorrowful, always down, you know. And we have images in our mind of Mary as this uh, gentle mother. But to be honest with you, Mary was anything but gentle, especially on this day. She was strong. She refused to move. She stood where she wasn't supposed to stand. 
As a peasant woman, she said, I will be accounted for. She was strong. She was mighty. She was radical on this day. And I encourage you to to follow that example. And the third observation about Mary on this day is she stood both against the empire and she stood with those in suffering. We call that solidarity. That is identifying with the oppressed. So she didn't just stand against the empire, but notice in this passage, she's standing with a few people. She's standing, uh, it says, with Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And uh, she was also standing with John, one of the disciples. So there were people there who were suffering too watching Jesus being crucified. And Mary not only stood against the empire, she was standing with those who were suffering. She was identifying with them. And she, you know, the interesting thing is, is that when we see oppression in our world, how do we, how often do we stand with the people who are being oppressed? It's interesting. I think of a modern example, Martin Luther King Jr., Martin Luther King Jr. saw that black uh, garbage collectors in Nashville, Tennessee, were being paid less than white garbage collectors. So what did he do? He marched. But did he march through the streets? He marched through the streets of Nashville to speak out against this injustice. But did he march by himself? No, he had those garbage collectors marching with him. He marched in solidarity with those who are oppressed. So Mary didn't stand alone. She stood with the people who are being oppressed. And that's something we can do is join them and bring them. We always want those who are being oppressed. We always want them to be front and center. And our job is not to be front and center. Our job is to be simply with the ones who are front and center to say, we join them and the more people that join the oppressed the more the oppressor against the hint i can't mess with these people you see had martin luther king jr stood alone then the government authorities the city officials could have just ignored him but because he stood with a crowd and he got other people to stand with these garbage collectors who work for the city then guess what then the city got the hint we have to bow to their demands. And that's what Mary was doing. She was not standing alone. She was standing strong, but she was standing with others. And she formed a coalition to say to the empire as a group, we will not play your game any longer. Now, let's look at some examples how to do this. We kind of understand now what Mary's example is, but how do we do it? And I thought of a few examples Uh, One is unjust wages. There are different ways we can stand with those who are oppressed and stand against injustice. And one is with unjust wages. Now, I don't want to get too much into this because I plan to have uh, some guests on in the near future uh, and to talk about unjust wages uh, in, in these episodes. But the fact is there are many corporations who pay and businesses who pay unjust wages uh, in the supermarket world uh um fortunately supermarket i work for pays fairly just wages they could do better but they pay fairly just wages as 
But there are other supermarket chains that pay terrible wages. And they not just pay terrible wages, but they pay, treat their employees terribly. But I'm just going to name a few. But one of my one name is Walmart. Walmart is notorious for unjust wages and, and horrible treatment of their employees. And what you can do in these situations when you see this is you can say, no, we will not shop at your business and we will not buy your product until your workers are paid just wages. See, you're standing, not just in that situation, you're not just standing against the corporation, but you're standing with the employees in solidarity. And by the way, Walmart takes money out of the local community and sends it far away to corporate. You know, the corporate headquarters of Walmart is in Arkansas, which is, uh, what, 2,500 miles from Oregon, where I live. And so the Walmarts in Oregon take the money, they take the money out of that. When people shop at Walmart in Oregon, then that money is taken out of Oregon and shipped to Arkansas. So the money is taken out of the local community, which is another reason why I encourage you to shop locally. Shop at mom and pop stores. You know, we it's Christmas time, December, when this uh, episode's being recorded. And Saturday Market is a... I love Saturday Market in Portland. It's down on the waterfront in downtown Portland. And Saturday Market is this huge outdoor marketplace. And uh, uh, it's where people make things on their own during the week, and then they come sell it at the market. I mean, T-shirts, candles, craft beers, uh, wines. Uh, clothing, hats, anything you can think of, music. There's all kinds of things. They create it, and then they sell at Saturday Market. I've encouraged people over and over again, when you go to to buy Christmas gifts, uh, go to Saturday Market or go to a local store that's just owned by a family. Buy there. The money stays in the community, and you're supporting local people. But there are places that just they pay unjust wages and just tell those businesses again, no, I will not shop at your business and I will not buy your products until workers are paid a just wage. And the more we do that, the more they have to take the hint and pay their workers just wages. Now, many corporations and businesses will claim they don't have the money to pay more. But the fact is the money is all at the top. Hey, CEOs. Let go of just a little bit of your money and pay your workers. They've got families to take care of, just like you do, and they need health insurance that's good, not not health insurance that takes half of their paycheck to pay, where they've got huge deductibles to pay. They need solid health insurance. They need retirement. They need to send their kids to school just like you do. Quit being so selfish as CEOs and pay your workers. The supermarket where, and by the way, there's a price. If you're a shopper, okay, if you're a shopper, let know that it there's a price to just wages. You know, the supermarket I work for, it, it it's a little bit higher priced items. And customers sometimes will complain about the higher prices. And I tell those customers, I said, the reason why you're paying higher prices here is because we get higher wages and that we actually can take care of our families by working here at the supermarket. There's a price. If you want just wages, you have to be willing to pay just prices. (laughs) 
for the products as well, because businesses do have to pay taxes and all kinds of things, not just the wages. Another example of how to follow Mary's example standing at the cross would be Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks was this black girl uh, in the 1960s who stood against racism. Now, in the 1950s and 60s, uh, in America, we had segregation. That means that white people got to sit at the uh, certain at the front of the bus, and black people had to s- sit in the back of the bus, the city buses. And Rosa Parks dared to do what Mary dared to do. Mar- Rosa Parks one day sat in a seat she wasn't supposed to sit in as a black girl, and the bus driver told her to move, and she just sat there. And refused to move. And she started a revolution. And that led to black people being treated equally on city buses like white people. Rosa Parks was Mary incarnate on that day. She just stood there and wouldn't move. She didn't create a big stink. She didn't burn down anything. She just sat where she wasn't supposed to sit and refused to move. I think of the sit-ins of Nashville, Tennessee. I believe I've talked about that uh, on these podcasts in the past. But again, 1950s and 60s, black people weren't allowed to sit at the lunch counters at local cafes uh, to, to eat lunch. And so a group of college students in Nashville during their lunch breaks just went to local cafes and sat where they weren't supposed to sit. And they quietly sat there for an hour and were refused food but they, after an hour, got up and left, and they created a revolution that turned things around because they sat and would not move from those counters. I think of unjust trials. We've had episodes on unjust injustice in our court systems. What if you see somebody facing an unjust trial? Then go to that trial, be in that courtroom, and be in solidarity with those who are facing unjust attorneys and unjust judges. Now, while there are a lot of good attorneys and a lot of good judges whose hearts are in the right place, the fact is there are becoming more and more unjust attorneys and judges who are only thinking about money. And we need to sit in solidarity with those who are facing this injustices, being jailed unjustly, imprisoned unjustly, charged unjustly, and sit in those courtrooms and refuse to move. And when security tells you to leave the courtroom, you just quietly sit there and say, I will not move until there is a just trial for this person. And what about unjust laws? Well, stand on the Senate floor of your state. For me, it's Salem, Oregon. Stand on the Senate floor and not just outside, but on the floor. Oftentimes, we'll stand outside, hold signs and protests. So I'm talking about going inside, not as a rioter, not creating chaos, but just simply going in to the Senate floor, standing there and telling your senators, I will not move until the just laws are passed. And tell them, you all keep making laws uh, based upon payoffs you're getting from lobbyists, and you know it. So I will be standing here, even if I have to stand here for a month, I will not move from the Senate floors until just laws are passed in this state. Just like Mary stood at the cross and refused to move. Now you may say this is too radical. 
But Mary was so radical on that day. She was so radical. And I, I just want to get personal with you for a moment. The fact is, it is hard to create justice in such an unjust world. It's hard. It's hard to be a person of justice. And do you know where justice begins? It begins with me. It begins with you. Because how can we create a just society if we ourselves are not being just towards others? I faced a situation this last week that just, it kind of rocked my world when it comes to these podcasts, because I was faced with a situation where I had to correct something from my past. Not something bad, I just had to correct something from my past that was going to cost me a lot of money. But if I didn't take care of the situation, it was going to create a hardship for another person. And I realized I either have to spend a lot of money and correct the situation so that this person doesn't suffer hardship because it's, it wasn't something bad, but it was something that I had overlooked, not out of, out of, uh, um, selfishness. I just overlooked it out of ignorance and, and failed. And then when it was brought to my attention, I realized, oh man, I've got to correct this situation and it was going to cost me a lot of money. Uh, and so I, began the process of correcting it and it hurts it financially hurts to do this but guess what i realized if i'm going to speak about justice i better live justice and i better correct this and be just towards this other person and you see if we want to create a just society it's in these moments when it's hard When we realize I have to correct something, I have to be just towards another person and I may suffer. Mary suffered humiliation on that day. She suffered having to watch her son be crucified. She suffered uh, because she had to stand alone in the midst of all these power struggles. Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, they all suffered but they knew they had to do something and be accounted for. And I encourage you first, all the injustices that you have created towards others, first begin correcting those, even though it will cost you, and then begin correcting it in society, following Mary's example. But Mary was so radical on that day. We have to get radical again. We have drifted so far, and please hear me out on this as I close out this episode. We have drifted so far from Jesus and Mary that it is no longer right to even say that we are disciples of Jesus. I've talked to many Christians lately and talked to many people who claim to follow Jesus, and I've told them, I'm sorry, but we have drifted so far from the teachings and the example of Jesus that we can't even claim to be his disciples any longer. And we can claim to love Mary, but if we're not radical like Mary was and standing strong in the face of such injustice, then how can we say we love her? No, we've got to follow her example. And may we follow her example of how to stand against the oppressors 
and the empire and to stand with in solidarity with those who are suffering. Well, thank you for joining us. Please email me. I want to hear your thoughts, get your questions, and even I'm okay with being challenged by you as well. So thank you for joining us, and I hope you have a great day as you create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.